Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello all and welcome back to the latest episode of the Game Time CT Football Pick'ems Podcast. Pretty sure I change the name every week we do the show. Uh, joined as always by uh, Game Time CT Senior Producer Sean Patrick Foley and Game Time CT Columnist Jeff Jacobs. I brought my own mic. We are, uh, we are halfway, midway through the midway of the season and I think we're getting better at this. Not completely. Uh, Sean and I are all the way at the bottom of the standings, Jeff, but you are making your way up. Jeff, what is the secret to your success recently? To become much more casual about it. <laughs> and uh, the bad news for me is uh, this is this is kind of hard to admit, but I came back from the uh, uh, Norwalk New Canaan game last last night in, where I live in Eastern Connecticut, only to find out power was out for a number of hours because an animal had caused some kind of obstruction or, or something like that so it seems i wanted to think it was a plainfield panther or a griswold wolverine but ec- evidently i think some squirrels ate through some uh electric type of thing so i was without so long story short i got up early this morning with the power back on and really poured over my notes for the picks so i'm probably assured to have a horrible week i took it too I- seriously it's okay i have a <laughs> lot of information that i will share with everyone before the picks um you know, just quickly, Chris McNamee continues to make his run for the title. He led the way going eight and two, and he leads at 46 and 17 overall. Like I said, myself and Sean Bowley are in second to last place at 38 and 24, but we are ahead of the eight ball because the eight yeah. ball lost Oof. the Norwalk game. And uh, Jeff, you were right there in the middle of the pack at 41 and 21. I corrected my earlier mathematical yeah. mistake. How about this, Sean? Unbeknownst to you, uh, Pete didn't give me a, a W, and I cried to him to to, uh, to put it back. Wait a minute! Oh, I'm head. looking at I'm looking at this. You see, McNamee at 46 and 17 before the game, and he's still 46 yes. and 17. No, he's 46 and 18. Okay, math is hard, oh, guys. It's all written the, down. He, right. So he he picked Norwalk. He picked Norwalk. Yeah, he did. Right. He, lost he was one. almost right. But, the eight uh, ball had a big victory though this week, right? Sheen? Yes, the eight ball had Sheehan. Shout out to the Titans. That was a great video. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out on Twitter. It was really funny. And it gives me a big kick. I, I was at a wedding on Friday night. I didn't go to any games on Friday. And uh, I snuck out for a second because someone sent me the video. And I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it was I don't know so if you've cool. seen it, Jeff, but they 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 show everyone picking against them. And then they show the eight ball picking for them. Uh, and then I they heard, turn the I camera around them. and they cheer. I heard about it. it. It's good to give props to the eight ball once in a while. It takes a yeah. lot. The eight ball takes a lot of heat, you know? Yeah. And uh, if, uh, if Sheehan is listening by the time this is out, you should have received a gift. <laughs> um, please let me know if you got it. Uh, All right. We got another full slate of games. We have a really interesting game of the week that I don't, maybe a year or two ago, it might've been one-sided, but we'll see. But uh, we're going to dive right into the picks. And the first game of the week, we are going, the first game we are going to pick this week 
is an interesting one. We talked about this game so much in the offseason, so much in the preseason. Rules were changed because of this game uh, in 2019. We have the 4-1 Shelton Gales traveling to play the 3-2 NFA, whatever NFA is. I don't know what they are. They're What's the their Wildcats. team name? The Wildcats, the NFA Wildcats. All right, we all know what happened in 2019. Shelton beat NFA by three touchdowns. Both teams went seven and three, and NFA got into the playoffs over Shelton by 12 points. NFA ended up losing to Newtown 35 0 in the quarterfinals. And earlier that year, Shelton only lost to Newtown 34 24 in what was a really great game at, at Finn Stadium. I was at. If NFA is going to have any shot in this game, they're going to really have to try and stop Tyler Rich and change Santiago, the running backs for Shelton. But there's a lot on the line in this game. Jeff, it's in your it's in your neck of the woods. Who do you it got is. this one? Uh, I've got Shelton. Uh, NFA has three victories that are like a point over Woodstock, a couple of points over East Lime, four over Waterford, and they were behind in that game. Uh, they got popped. They got popped by Xavier, and I watched them play Darien. I know you don't you don't base it all on playing Darien, but they were no match. And we got this Shelton. This is we're gonna get some answers here. Shelton beat Granite, right? And then when they, they got popped bad by Trumbull. I, I haven't been able to get my he- head around that. And then they turned around and beat hand. Uh, but I think Shelton's got too much for him. And uh I think I overrated NFA coming into the season. Much to my you know I wanna pop uh you know I wanna pump up my ECC bros, but uh <laughs> this sorry. Game. This game, Shelton has been circled on their schedule <laughs> for the last year. You know, I was at the hand game, and uh, they got they got Santiago back. He was missing or was unavailable for the Trumbull game. I don't know if that had anything really to do with them getting popped. I just think that they might have been resting on their laurels after crushing Greenwich, too. But it's all about matchups and things like that. And that's why, you know, Greenwich uh, wasn't a match for Shelton, but then Trumbull also had the goods for, for Shelton on the other end. Then Shelton was able to handle hand. Um, but you know, you talk to you, you, you talk to some of the guys after the game. And you're like, so you got your buddies from NFA next, and they're just like, "Yep," and uh, that's kind of it. And uh, Shelton's, but don't I mean, don't make no mistake, they're licking their chops at showing NFA who's boss. Uh, they 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 know the seniors from that team two years ago. The the, the seniors now are are very anxious, very anxious to uh, give NFA the business and put their season into into hibernation i'm definitely going with the gales here yeah there's nothing like a good old-fashioned revenge game and uh shelton's gonna put it to him uh i think easily so we all agree shelton in the first one all right we spoke they came up both of these teams came up in our previous conversation a huge one at mcdougal stadium this weekend we have three and two greenwich traveling to play four and one trumbull like you both just said Greenwich lost to Shelton, and then Trumbull thumped Shelton. I don't know what to make of it. It's that weird year. Uh, just a couple of quick notes. Trumbull hasn't beaten Greenwich since 2015. And in their last 15 matchups, Greenwich leads 11-4. to But both teams have playmakers, right? Greenwich has Jason Barber. He's getting involved. He had two touchdowns last weekend against St. Joe's, Logan Galletta had a kick return. He's awesome. Put the ball in his hands and just watch him run the the uh, the brands the Brunswick transfer. Uh, Logan is awesome. 
And Trumbull's got Corbin Smith. We've spoken at length about how just unbelievable the player Corbin Smith is. And also, Owen, Owen Solana is doing some big things for the Eagles. And then you look at the quarterback play. You know, Hunter Agosti is having a quiet, very good season for Trumbull under center. Uh, you know, and Jack Wilson, it might come down to the quarterback play in this game of which quarterback is going to play better. And in my opinion, that's what I'm going to do my picking on. But Sean, Ooh. we'll let you pick first. This is a real tough game for me because Greenwich really showed me something against St. Joe last week. I mean, I think that was a big takeaway for me that Greenwich actually showed up in that game. I saw him against Fairfield Prep. I was not impressed at the time. But maybe that was because Fairfield Prep's defense played that good. Maybe that I just overlooked the defense in that game. Um, and I overlooked Greenwich's struggles against that defense. And also, Fairfield Prep's uh, often struggling against Greenwich's defense. Greenwich had some things to fix coming off the Shelton loss. I think uh, they have done that. St. Joe's a tall order, but they were right there in that game. As far as Trumbull goes, you know, they're the one. You look at the, the results. Trumbull beat up Shelton, and Greenwich certainly didn't. They got beat up by by Shelton, but I think that this is going to be a lot better better game than people think. That said, I think I just like Corbin Smith and Trumbull's uh, skill guys just a little bit better than Grant at this point. Watch, now here comes Chase Barber. He's going to score four touchdowns and I'm going to get beat. But I'm going to go with Trumbull here. Uh, just based on that, I think Corbin Smith and Agassi have been great in Solano. I like, them to, I like them to win this. This is good. I've seen both teams play. I've seen Trumbull at their worst. And I, although I saw Greenwich lose to St. Joe's, they played a heck of a game. <clears throat> I, I sense that Pete is going to pick Trumbull based on QBs. I'm going to pick Greenwich but with this giant proviso. Jack Wilson can't float passes into trouble spots and expect not to get picked off against top teams. He did that the other day. And uh, he's got to be more careful not to let confidence uh, where he's going to throw it meet the reality where it might end up, like in the other team's hands. Uh, this kid, Barber, I'm telling you, he's a player. And Galetta is, he's not Corbin's, he's not Corbin, but he is along that type of dart uh, here, dart here type of player. So I like Greenwich. They have they have some more exciting uh, uh, skill players than I thought, and they got size. I'm going to go Greenwich by a by a little, by a little. I think it's going to be a great game. I uh, at the St. Joe's Greenwich game the other day, uh, a handful of the Trumbull players came over uh, after their game to watch to watch the St. Joe's Greenwich game. And they were, you know, giving me a hard time about the poll and, and all that stuff. And, I don't blame kid, them. Not now. And one I mean, kid asked me, one kid asked me, he goes, uh, well, how do we get to be number one? And I said, <laughs> well, I said, you probably have to win every game the rest of the way because you got St. Joe's at the end. And if you win double L, you'll probably see Darianne. So if you do that, you'll be number one. Um, they're, they're, they're funny. They're funny kids. Um, but. You know, we were talking just about, you know, they really want that Staples game back. And they feel confident that if they played them again, they they would probably win. And I, I tend to agree, I agree with them. I, I think the Eagles are rolling. And for me, it's going to come down to the quarterback play because there are a ton of playmakers on this field. And right now, I'm going with Trumbull. I think, you know, Agassi has been playing really well. 
he's he's getting the ball to his weapons in a lot of different ways, and uh, I just think that's going to benefit them in this game. So I'm going to go with Trumbull as well. That and I pay taxes here now, so I have to support my local team. All right, <laughs> we got another one. This one's really interesting uh, for both of us, uh, for both of you. I think we all have interest in this game. We have a nice little alliance crossover. We have three and two New Milford traveling to play three and two Amity. We had Amity on the board last week and they burned us all, right? But we have a nice little two uh, teacher meets the student. Sean Murray, the new Milford coach, was one of Craig Bruno's first quarterbacks at Bunnell, kind of paved the way for the success that the Bunnell program turned into. Little fun fact, they played in 2018, Amity 135-0. Sean, you are an alum of Amity. Jeff, I believe you will be working on a story. Um, when this goes out, it'll be out, so read it. But on Sean Murray and Craig Bruno's relationship, mm -hmm. you talk to Coach Bruno, he raves about Sean Murray. Jeff, we'll let you start with this one. Who do you have? Do you have the All student right. or do you have the teacher? I have, look at Amity... Amity burned me last week, but it was it was it was tight. It was OT, right? Was that an OT game? And uh, I'm gonna go with them this week. I I I, uh, I saw them now. Them beating West Hill is not saying all that much, but I like the way they they ran stuff. And I thought they had Sheehan last week. I really did. Uh, it was close, but I'm gonna go back with Amity. Teacher or student? I didn't quite. You know, I'm rocking my brain. I didn't quite cover Sean Murray when it was up and now I think it was just as I was getting to the Connecticut Post that he was it became the Steve Smith era and I certainly covered the Steve Smith era but uh, Murray was certainly the guy who took him to the playoffs in 2003 that was the first time Benel made the playoffs they had missed he was also on the team where they missed uh, in 2000 and they it was always massive they always had to play massive they just couldn't get over that hump and then later on Craig finally got over it. but by then Sean was long gone but they do have a great relationship Craig Holds the, holds the guy dear to his heart. And this is going to be a tough one for Craig. Knowing Craig and how emotional he is and how much he loves his former players and what they do to him, you know, but, but he's a competitor, man. They're going to be uh, loaded up for that game. Uh, it's a very special game for him and, and uh, Coach Murray. And, uh, you know, you can see New Milford's making improvements and Vanek has been playing pretty well. I'm trying to look at their scores. I have not seen them. They did a nice job winning that game, coming back and beating Danbury. Newtown was a little bit tough, but that one other game is Stratford, which they really did a nice job in. And then obviously Massick last week was they kind of got their doors blown off. But I think New Milford's going to be competitive in this game. But I think Craig, it's going to take a little while for Sean to beat Craig. And if he ever does, if he gets another chance, I'm going to go with uh, Bruno on this. I like the Coughlins. Uh, I think Amity's just got uh, going to be a little bit too much. I'm going to complete the sweep of the teachers. Ooh. All right, so none of us, none of us are supportive of the young generation. It's fine. All right, we're going to the CCC on the second week in a row. This team is on the uh, board, but I think it's a good one. I think it's an interesting game because Hall it's five and zero Hall at three and two Berlin. The thing is about Hall, they are flying so close to the damn sun, and they have not been burned yet. Right? They almost lost. Should have, could have lost to Fairfield Ward. They were losing to Platt late in the game. They had a block. They blocked a 44-yard kick at the end. They are flying so close to the sun, and they're going up against a Berlin team that is consistently in the playoffs. They're 3-2. and two. Their last loss came against Maloney, who's 4-1, which was a really good game at Falcon Field two weeks ago. 
you know, we got Leo Pereira running the ball for Hall, and we got Jamie Palmies running the ball for Berlin. These are two very good running backs going at it in this game. And is this the time that Hall flies too close? Sean, you're up. Interesting stat on Hall. Hall is number the third ranked offense in the CCC. So they've scored 184 points in five games. That's only that's second only to Newington and Bloomfield. Um, and yet they've also allowed the like the third worst point total in the CCC, which is 152 points in five games. The only people who are I think it's something like that. The only people who are worse are Enfield, Manchester. Farmington and I can't find the other one at the moment, but it's they're not great on the defensive side. Oh, there it is. Connor, their buddies from across town, 162 points. I think they're the fourth, fifth worst or something like that. Hall's defense, and they know it. The Hall's defense needs some serious work. And it's just by the by the hair of their chinny chin chins that they're pulling this out. Pereira got hurt toward the end of the end of the plat game. I think he should be okay. Uh, they've been doing a good job with that. I don't think Berlin, though, has the offense to keep up. Even with all of Hall's struggles, I don't think Berlin's offense has really proven itself to be able to keep up with Hall. I actually like the Warriors in this game. 6-0. I, uh, I agree with you, Sean. Um, I'm looking at these games. I feel real confident so far about Shelton. But Greenwich, Amity, this one, whew. These are good, good, good line, good, good matchups, Pete. I'm, uh, I'm picking Hall with very nervous. You know, they got, like you said, they had a four-point victory over a COVID-riddled East Hartford team. They pulled it out in the last ten seconds against Fairfield Ward to win by three, and then they beat Platt by one. And we got to make sure Leo is completely healthy. But until, uh, until proven otherwise, I'm picking them by somewhere between one and three points. This for Hall will be their toughest. Uh, they got Maloney and then Connor, but this is a big one. And this, are there a lot of naysayers surrounding Hall around this state? No. Yeah, led by you. Yeah, is it just me? <laughs> it might just be me. Um, you know, Platt's a good team. It's a good program. They could have easily lost that game. Um, you know, they could have lost to Ward. They could have lost to East Hartford. All of these games are really high scoring. And when you play in games like that, the ball needs to bounce your way every time. Ball literally bounced their way against Fairfield Court. The ball was blocked their way against Platt and they made the play. They need to go into Sage Park and win this game to maybe fully convince me. I mean, I'm just also a complete hater of the CCC right now. Just pick Hall. But I'm not picking Hall. I'm picking Berlin. I'm picking Berlin. Yeah. Because one, I never picked Berlin. Two, I you fly too close, you're gonna get burned. And I think this is the week they get burned. All right, we're going yeah, to you can see Pete. You can see Pete setting that one up from a mile away. <laughs> Pancakes for Pete. If they Berlin beats. <laughs> All right, we got our ECC game back on the board for the third week in a row because one of those games got postponed. But we have five and zero Ledyard at three and two Stonington. And the reason I picked this game, Stonington is three and two. Both of their losses have come to 3-1 Fitch, who's in the Class L playoff pitcher, and 4-0 Kit Killingly, who's in the Class M playoff pitcher. Those are two really good programs. This is a very good year for Stonington, who went yeah. over 1,000 days without winning a game. Yeah. And they're going up against a Ledger team 
who might not have Ryan Outlaw. Now, obviously, oh. we don't have injury reports, but we know that Ryan left the game last week. Turf toe. Uh, turf toe. And and uh, knee a little bit, too. Yeah, so he's banged up. Ryan is their guy. Is this the game? Can can Stonington knock off Ledger with not a 100% Ryan Outlaw? Jeff, we're in your area, so you know Oof. you're up first. All right. If, if Ryan's able to go, I if, if, if now that betting is legal in Connecticut, although we don't bet on high school, but say they weren't high school kids, I would lay off this one without knowing where where Ryan stands. With Ryan Outlaw, they have they I favor him to beat Stonington. Without him, I'm still going to pick Ledyard because he might play, and also the Ledyard defense is really good. They've only they've only averaged you know they, they have not given up much, but Stone yeah I'm glad you pointed out that uh, a lot of people in the state don't know that Stonington is a pretty good football team. So this is not a uh, on paper it, you know if you didn't know what was going on you might, you just straight out pick Ledyard, but I'm going to pick Ledyard again. Do not have a lot of confidence in it. So I I'm feeling right now one I could go be one and four, but you know the uh, Colonel's defense man. Stonington really, yeah, it's been a really, it's, they've had a, lot, a few lean years. Yes. Um, AJ's team is, uh, had, you know, struggles. They didn't win for like several years. But this one's a good one, and they actually popped Killingly first. Now, Killingly's got Jack Sharp and, you know, Soren Reef and all those guys, and it was just no, not going to be a good matchup for them. This might be a little bit different, especially if Outlaw doesn't play. But Jeff, I think, is on to something here when he says that Ledger's defense, you saw, you know, Marcus Outlaw crowing about it on Twitter. We have the best defense in the state. I'm going to back my guy there. All right, Marcus, show me what you got. I'm going to go with the uh, Colonels. Uh, you know, we, 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 we talk a lot about Ryan Outlaw, Justin Outlaw, all, all the guys that they have there. Woodstock Academy has the most points scored in the ECC with 185. Ledyard is second with 178 and Stonington is tied for second with 178 points. Now, the Ledyard, the defense, I understand they're great. But if you, if Ryan Outlaw is out of the equation, Uh-oh. can Southington outscore Ledyard? Stonington. Can they? They could. Can they? I think but, they could, but ooh. I don't think they will. Oh! I think Ledyard in this game. Oh. But I wanted to have that conversation. Yes. I wanted to have that conversation. Stonington, you, like... knew they were, you knew you were in trouble when Pete called you Southington. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I'm oh, reading it on my other screen quickly. <laughs> All right. We got another P- great Pequot game. And, of course, Granby Kent is involved in this one. The 4-0 Bears are playing host to the 3-1 Rockville Rams. Like I wrote down in my notes, another week, another big game for Granby Canton. Rockville three and one lost their opener to SMSA twenty one nothing, which was a big, I think, surprise to a lot of people in the state. And I personally, I looked at it and I said, "Yuck, ew." Not that SMSA is a, not a bad program, but Rockville putting up zero, oof. But since then, they've outscored opponents one hundred and seventeen to twenty four. But Granby Canton's got the wins. They beat Stafford. They beat Ellington, and they have Cromwell Portland coming up next week. And I bring that up because. Are they going to look ahead? Because I think that we're all in agreement here right now. Granby and Cromwell, the two best teams in the Pequot, and they're in the Secaucus and the Uncas, and that's kind of the pseudo Pequot championship in two weeks. Is Granby Canton going to look ahead, Sean? 
a hard time with this one, man. I saw what Rockville did with the winter locks. Nice. I think uh, Eric's team is uh, back on the mend after that surprising loss. I think that loss there in the first uh, game of the season, because they didn't play. Remember, they took a while for Rockville to get actually start playing. I think they, they didn't miss. I think they missed the first game of the season, if I remember, right? Uh, yeah, they didn't start. They didn't start playing until the 18th of September. So, you know, lose their first game. Okay, 21 nothing. Then they start coming back. Yeah, Gilbert, Coventry, Windsor Locks. They have not faced a team like Grammy Canton yet. Grammy Canton, meanwhile, has been battle tested. They've played Stafford, beat him by a point. They've played Ellington, beat him by a point. I don't even think they're going to need some late game heroics in this. I think they take care of Rockville. I'm going with the Bears. The Bears. I agree. The Bears. Uh, Granby Canton beat at SMSA, correct? Yep. Uh, and Rockville lost to them, and Granby Canton won that tough game against Ellington. I got Granby Canton, but I admit that I could be one in five. <laughs> See, I've thought this out too much. See, when, it, when you just hear me, th- me throw things out of my mouth the last couple of weeks, when I went like, I've gone 15 and six or 16 and six. I hadn't given it any thought. Now that now that I'm aggro, now I'm thinking about it too much. I'm like really worried about my picks, especially because I'm agreeing with Sean so much. <laughs> well, I will um, I will Uh-oh. complete the sweep. I'm gonna complete oh, okay. the sweep. I'm going with Granby Canton. I know it pains me. I'm sorry, Knickerbocker. I'm sorry, Coach. Our Star Wars and Marvel conversations are gonna be tainted. <laughs> But I apologize. Uh, I just think Granby is really good this year. And I think, you know, I think Coach Shortell is going to keep them in, in check and focus to say, hey, let's focus on Rockville. We're, let's not look ahead to what Cromwell Portland brings. And I forgot to mention Coggenshaw as well. Coggenshaw already hates us, but uh, they're obviously in that conversation for the what happened? But oh, they just don't like us. Well, they just don't like me. But all right. So we're all Granby Cantons here. We're going to move on to a nice. SC, SWC SEC crossover and I bring this game up because the records you're kind of going to like roll your eyes and be like really but we got four and one Mastic traveling to West Haven to play two and three Notre Dame West Haven I bring this game up and I think it's a great one to pick because Mastic is four and one they're four and oh against the SWC and they got pounded by hand you know and but you look at Notre Dame West Haven, it's like, well, which team's going to show up? Is it the team that lost to Brantford for the first time in program history three weeks ago? Or is it the one that beat Wilton and played a really good game against Fairfield Prep? Massick's really going to need this win if they want to keep pace in Class L, because like we talked about on the meat grinder, Class L is a mess right now. And having two losses, you might be in trouble. You might be on the outside looking in. And then at Notre Dame, you know, they're in Class M. Three losses might get them in in Class M. So there's a lot on the line in this game, but Sean, what do you think? Can Massick beat an SEC team this week? Woo! <clears throat> this is a tough one, Pete. Uh, Notre Dame showed me something. Says showed me something. Notre Dame beat Wilton. You know, Wilton, which uh, gave Darian a scare, and then Notre Dame showed up for Fairfield Prep, even though they didn't win. Massick, you know. Yeah, I'm going with Notre Dame. I'm gonna. Buck the Ooh. trend here, and I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I'm going to put my faith in the Green Knights. I think that they play, they're play; they playing much better. It's not the same team that played Brantford and lost on a, on the last second. 
I, I think Masik's going to have a lot of trouble with the, the physicality of this, maybe. It's going to be kind of like a hand game, I kind of think. I don't think Noreen quite has those players, but I'm going to stake my rep and my my hopes on DiCaprio and his guys. Guys, don't let me down. I'm trying to make a, a different pick here. I'm going with Green Knight. I'm going with Masik. Uh, don't trust Notre Dame's the scores and everything like that. I, I heard you guys' arguments, but they're two and three for a reason. Massick's four and one. They need this one, like you said, to, to for their playoff hopes. I'm just kind of going on Massick being a steadier ship this year than, than Notre Dame West West uh, Haven. I don't know. That's, uh, it's, uh, Notre Dame has been hit or miss. Which team are we going to see show up? The thing is, when I saw Massick a couple of weeks ago at hand, you know, Nick Saku is really good. Yep. But if you can contain Nick Saku, then you're going to make Masik's life bad. And if they're going to force him to stay in the pocket, not use his legs, Notre Dame's going to be in for a good game. And, you know, Sean, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the Green Ooh. Knights. I'm going with Coach DiCaprio and uh, and the boys over at ND West Haven. He's your boy. All right. He's- your boy. <laughs> Every, everyone's my everyone's my boy. We got another interesting one. We got five and oh St. Joe's <sighs> traveling to Tiger Hollow two to play the four and one Ridgefield Tigers. St. Joe's a little bit of a scare against Greenwich. Um, you know, Ridgefield lost to Greenwich, outplayed him in the final, you know, quarter of the game. Cop that game's a couple of minutes longer. Both these teams might be five and oh. Quickly, Ridgefield hasn't beaten St. Joe's since 2006, and in their last six meetings, St. Joseph has won. That said, St. Joe, a little bit of a scare this past week. A little bit of a, I started looking up when the last time St. Joe's lost a game because I thought Greenwich was going to win. Kind of scare. Jeff, who do you got? This is the underrated you know i like to pronounce games of the year and then when there's really a game here i then call it the game of the century but on my list of the most underrated potential games of the year this is all this is this is it this is a heck of a game richfield's top five team i'm gonna go with st joe's um back class as they say in horse racing that 28 game winning streak is there for a reason richfield's Really good, but at St. Joe's, if they go three and zero in this three-week stretch against Greenwich, Richfield, and Darien, man, I'm gonna have nothing good, nothing but good things to say about. I, I, I'll stop calling them the Cadets. That's how much I think if they win all three of these games, and I'll start calling them the Hogs as they want to be called. St. Joe's. I've been calling them the Hogs for uh, what? 15 years now they're the hogs man they are the hogs and they've uh, they've been great and you know richfield like pete said you know they haven't won since what 14 but richfield always gives st joseph trouble st joseph trouble um you know they've been some good games with these remember that comeback they came back from st joe came back from 28 down to tie the state record to win that game remember we we i left that game if i remember correctly every time i leave st joe games they tend to come back on or somebody comes back, and then there's a great play at the end. And that happened in that game against Ridgefield. I think I went down to see Greenwich somebody. But, uh, you know, I saw Ridgefield against Newton. Pete's all over the Ridgefield train. Like, he loves Keller. He loves those guys. And he saw him. You know, Greenwich kind of took it to 
Ridgefield, and then they kind of led up at the end. And now we're trying to find out which Ridgefield is really the one that this season will be about. Is it the one that came back against Greenwich and then beat Newtown? Or is this kind of like one of those paper tiger things? Ooh. I'm thinking about it. I love what happened with St. Joe against uh, Greenwich. I mean, I know St. Joe had a little bit of a scare versus Greenwich. Um, I just think that uh, the, I, I'm going with St. Joe's. I can't, I can't pick against St. Joe here. St. Joe's you know, won 28 in, in a row. It, they've won 28 in a row. They've won I, 28 I, in a row. They have to, Richfield has to prove themselves here. But, like, you know, I still need to see something from Richfield. Richfield, which team are you? I, I was not blown away, man, against, when they played they, Richfield has had three bad quarters also. Right. No, but I'm saying here, I saw them against Their offense did not blow me away. You were like, oh, Keller this and Keller that. He, you know, 14 touchdowns, one interception. I saw them. You don't turn the ball play, over. Pete, a broken play led to their uh, led to their touchdown and their victory ultimately over Newtown. Hey, look, uh, otherwise, really good, that game is pretty close. I mean, that game could have gone the other way. Really good thrown ball at the end of the Greenwich game, and St. Joe's is uh, four and one. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, mm-hmm. I'll you know don't forget this Greenwich St. Greenwich team was up 42-14 on Ridgefield. I'm going St. Joe. I'm just making the argument here that he this, loves you, Richfield. I do. He's going to pick do. against you. I'm 100 picking against, against, against them. I'm 100 picking St. Joe's in this game. Uh-huh. Oh, They've yes. won 28 in a row. He's They've hedging his bets. Oh, of course, Still, I always I love my you, best. but he picks against you. Yeah. St. Joe's, the Make way that they, the way that they held it together against Greenwich when it literally looked like they were losing the game, right? They scored at the beginning of the third quarter. Greenwich scores. They get the onside. Uh, then Greenwich scores on a kick return. Then they get the onside kick. They go right down and score again. And all of a sudden, in a five-minute swing, Greenwich is winning that game. And St. Joe's, they didn't panic. They didn't, you know, beat themselves up. They turned around. They got the ball. They went down. They scored. They took the lead. They held on. They made two big defensive plays at the end of the game to win it. Of course, I'm not going to pick against St. Joe's. I just think it's going to be a lot closer than than everyone thinks. So right. we got uh, four and one Maloney traveling to Middletown to play three and two Xavier, despite only being 11.6 miles apart. I don't think these two have ever played. Wow! Right. A win for either of these teams helps them in Class L. Helps them a lot more. Helps Maloney a lot more than it will Xavier because with two losses, Xavier is on the outside looking in. And with the discussion that we've had about Class L, doesn't look too good for any team that doesn't lose, that loses more than one game. But Xavier looked really good last week against Cheshire with Krishna Russo in the lineup for Cheshire, winning that game. This one intrigues me. You got Angel Larcy versus Drew Crone, two returning quarterbacks from two years ago. Are they playing as well as we thought they would, would, would be? You know, I don't know. But Jeff, who do you got? First of all, I just want to interject. I didn't get a chance to say this. If St. Joe's runs this three-week table, I'm going to ask St. Joe's to turn over the giant cutout, cardboard cutout that uh, the homecoming queen Madigan Leifer carried of Matt Morrissey at halftime of the game. And I, so we can bring it on the show here because I think that was the highlight of the season to see uh, a, he was selected the homecoming queen, but he was in the... Uh, okay. Was in the he, he he couldn't come out, so they carried her, his giant head around on a pole, and I think that was a great great moment in Connecticut high school football. Great moment. Um, I'm, uh, look, 
both of these games are huge. Uh, I mean, this game is huge for both teams as far as playoffs are concerned. Maloney, they got Xavier, they got Hall left on their schedule. They got Platt. I'm sure you mean Maloney. And then, and then Xavier's got, after this game, they've got uh, New Milford, Fairfield Prep. So this is, even though it's only the sixth game of the season, huge playoff implications in that zany Class L. Maloney stubbed their toe early, and uh, Xavier's been up and down, won some games. I'm going to take Maloney and uh, sort of like on the same token as you kissing up to the Trumbull guys, uh, losing their first game. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to kiss up the Maloney after they stubbed their toe early and and have, have, have regathered their momentum. I think Maloney's defense is the thing that's really carried the. Uh the Spartans this year so far you know the offense has been you know does what it needs to do but it's been the defense I mean defense saved them against East Hartford uh, even though they allowed 21 points I mean the offense, offense needs to show up in that one too defense did a nice job against Berlin defense did a really nice job against Simsbury only line 14 Connor only 14 and Southern only 13 and on a broken play they could have been five and oh uh that said they don't play Xavier's schedule I mean, look at Xavier playing St. Joseph they're playing you know Ridgefield, they're losing both those games pretty big. I don't think Maloney's at Ridgefield or St. Joseph's level. They're from the SEC. They just got it tested. I like Crone, Wright, and the Falcons. Ooh, you're kind of like NPR-ish there, uh, Sean. Very low-key. So you I got to go like with my guys from Xavier, man. I mean, you got a very low-key confidence Xavier and I have a long history, man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they don't like to, you know, they want... I got it. Like, guys, you guys showed me something against Cheshire last week. I'm going to come back down seven and go into the fourth quarter. Nice win, you know? And, yeah, it was an extra point miss by Cheshire. But uh, then the Xavier needed to play some defense to win that game at the end. and got a pickoff. So, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Falcons. Yeah, Sean, I, I, I agree with you. Those two losses did come to St. Joe's and Richfield. Um, that's a tough schedule. Maloney doesn't play that schedule. I'm, I'm of the mindset, and I've said this before, the CCC just doesn't doesn't impress me this year, uh, and for that reason, I'm strictly picking SEC over CCC. So I am going with Xavier. Ooh! All right, we got our final game. Let's see if Coach Frederick thinks about that come this weekend, sir. <laughs> we got our final game, the Game Time CT Game of the Week. This one's great, Sean. You did a bunch of research into this game uh, last week. We have four and O Seymour going to. And Sonia to play the 5-0 Chargers. And Sonia brings its 100 consecutive win streak against NVL opponents into the game. Seymour is 4-0, but hasn't beaten Ansonia since 2004. And just a little fun fact for those at home, the last team in the NVL to win a playoff game that wasn't Ansonia was Seymour. They won the, they won the last two in 2016 and 2015. Sean... You you've been digging into this game a lot. Let's uh, why don't you fill us in here? Yeah, this is this is gonna this is gonna pain me. But uh, yeah, Seymour, uh, you know, Ansonia has won 100 consecutive NBL games since 2010, since losing to Naugatuck in 2010. Um, and Seymour has lost 10 of those games. They do have a history with Ansonia, whereas, yeah, they haven't had, they've had their share of blowouts against the Chargers. But 
Seymour also had the closest. Uh, they came the closest of anybody in the NBL during these 100 games, beating them. That was 2013. They only lost by a point. That was a game that they were up against Arkell Newsom. I don't really have a good handle on this type of this Seymour team yet. You know, I've been kind of slow to get into the the Mike Kearns era. I haven't really seen Seymour much uh, since he's been the head coach there. Um, but by all counts, the the Wildcats are playing really well. You know, Dresix had a really good good run at quarterback as a junior. 872 yards passing. You know, you had uh, Nemo Sifa. I guess that's how you pronounce his game. But he's got 500 yards rushing and four touchdowns. They've had a pretty good run here, and they've handled everybody so far. You know, and here's a key stat for me that really kind of makes Yeah, this game is being played at Jarvis Stadium, which really is it's a tough place for, for, for teams to play, especially on Thursday, with the whole state watching, because they're going to have the spotlight. But teams that have played Ansonia this year, uh, in the 100-game run, three of them have had their best games against Ansonia. Sure, Holy Cross lost by 21, but that's the best Holy Cross has ever done in Ansonia in this run. Same with Oxford, which is winless. You know, only lost by 19 points or so, or whatever it was. It actually was pretty close. Waterbury Career Academy up there at the, a couple of weeks ago. Played Ansonia pretty tough. Everybody's been kind of dying. Is this the time? Finally, we're waiting for the shoe to drop on Ansonia. Have they been coached up? I mean, the, the job that the, the charging coaching staff has done here. It's just nothing short of amazing. I saw them against Shelton in the preseason. They look terrible. They only had like a handful of kids on the sidelines. But, uh, you know, I mean, with the Knights, they've been doing well. I mean, nobody coach out coaches Ansonia, really. That's just, that's proven. That said, I think this is the time it happens, folks. Really? I think Seymour beats them. I'm going to go with the Cats. I think <laughs> finally this is the time that Ansonia... They need a they need a little gut check here. This this group, I think Seymour's got the goods. I think I'm going with the Wildcats uh, at Jarvis Stadium. Pete and Seymour, first time in 101 NVL games. Go get them, cats! Wow. wow, I'm gonna hear from I'm gonna hear from all those Ansoni guys. Everyone's gonna wow. be hooting and hollering at Norwoods when they hear this thing. But hey, let's see it. Bring it, cats! I'm stunned. Jeff, are you following suit? Look, Arkel Newsom's not walking through that door. But enough other players are walk charters are walking from that door. So I see a a real statement victory from Ansonia that cannot like being challenged. I know they aren't the great some great teams of the past, but they're a very, very prideful program so i got them with their 101st victory on the road to 200 consecutive wins in the nba <laughs> yeah i wouldn't doubt it in that case <laughs> i wouldn't be shocked if anyone is going to do it this year in the nvl it's going to be Seymour. this is the game like sean said the whole state's going to be watching this game it's a thursday night game every tv station will be there every newspaper who covers Ansonia or Seymour fringely or full-time will be at this game. It is a big deal. That said, 100's nice, but 101 is better. I'm going with Ansonia. I love, love, love Daryl McKnight. I think he's awesome. Great player. Um, and like you said, no one co out coaches the Ansonia coaching staff, and Tom Brockett 
is walking through that door. <laughs> I'm going with Ansonia. Please. Jeff and I are staying true, going with Ansonia for 101. Sean is fucking the trend. Dude, yes. this is going to be – I've seen some people sent their picks in already. No one is picking more yet. This could be a huge oh, swing for you in the standings, or yeah. you could plummet to the bottom. You hear that, Mike? Steve, Steve George, you guys got to pull through for me here, man. I don't pick Ansonia against Ansonia lightly. I think the last time I picked against Ansonia, they crushed me in the 2007 Class S championship game, 35 nothing over Jack Cochran and crew with Jordan Reed. I'm like, no way Ansonia wins this game. They're paper, paper chargers, as it were. And they, <laughs> Alex Thomas ran over me. So. The bet that I think the best the best thing about this game, like you guys were saying, is that it's Thursday night. Seymour, let's face it, how many people around the state have thought about Seymour football in recent years? Not many, right? And then Sonia, a lot of people have thought about, it. and this is like here they are for the, really for the first time this season being in in the brightest lights, and they love that. They love that, right? It, but it, it usually. It's December 12th before or December 5th before that all comes out. So for it to come out this early for Ansonia, I think they're going to be quote unquote as charged up as Seymour. You know, they're not, they're not over, uh, they're not over uh, uh, covered so far this year. You know what I I mean? I think Ansonia, I think Ansonia knows, and even McKnight has said it. Everyone thinks we're going to lose this year. We're out to prove them wrong. So that is definitely, so I got to represent that side. I got to represent the side that thinks that the, the naysayers that Ansonia, if everyone picks against, it picks against Seymour, picks Ansonia to win this game, then, you know, then it, you, you got to be like, well, nobody thought you were going to really lose. Well, this year, I think they're losing. And this year, I think it's going to be the cats that finally do it. This is like she and she, and we got the first real taste of like blowback on, a, on a pick when they, when the, eight ball was so celebrated right but this one i could feel this thursday night we're gonna have to like uh, uh, we're gonna have to like get some uh one security the, around sean one, one of the all-time greatest pictures is uh of the uh, actually having on my wall is of me holding up a sign that aunt sonia had in their locker room during the 2012 class l championship that said like i basically said i don't even know if this is the best ants is a good aunt sonia team this year and they went on to win the state championship and they gave me that sign because I got a picture of it with me holding it up. So, listen, Ansonia and I have had a history. I didn't pick him to lose that game, but this game, I'm, I'm going against. I'm going, I'm going with the chart. Come on, cats, let's go. Let's, I'm let's just go. thankful for you. I've been just thankful for him because I've been giving him so much static. I'm not playing Alliance games. I think you just took me right off the hook. I could run for mayor of Ansonia compared to you after this week. Oh, well, the mayor of Ansonia will <laughs> have a, his son there, Cassetti. Yep, he's good. He's, uh, he's he's pretty good. They're a good team, Ansonia, but I, I don't know. Let's go. Let's go, Charlie. Let's go, Wildcats. Let's go, Wildcats. All right. Well, yeah, we Mike got and Steve, our picks. let's go. Get the guys ready. We got our picks. Let us know what you think, especially when we get it wrong, uh, especially with Sean, with Seymour this week. But for Pete, Sean, and Jeff, we'll see you guys next week.